thanks for joining us on Imagine Yourself Podcast, where we help you imagine your next chapter of life with grace, gratitude, courage, and faith. Welcome to Imagine Yourself. I'm Lene here with Sandy. And in every episode, we do our best to encourage, empower, and enlighten. And Sandy, it's February. It's Black History Month. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, we wanted to do something a little special to make sure that we recognized it this month. Yes, absolutely. I truly hope this episode gives a beautiful way for anyone who's listening to feel enlightened, to feel encouraged to celebrate Black History Month, and to feel empowered by the resilience of a group of specific Americans who have seen many struggles and many victories too. So I just wanted to make sure I set the tone in that way first, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, today is not going to be a history lesson. It's more of a way to rethink how we can all connect with experiences that we may or may not have ever experienced for ourselves. And I wanted to start it off with a question. How do you feel when you think of the concept of your own family history? Or when you see those commercials for like Ancestry.com or 23andMe, and you start to wonder about the people in your family who came before you, like, what were they like? What did they experience? What did they accomplish? Yeah, I think the whole ancestry with DNA and all these things and people sending in for their kits, and it's become something that more people are really embracing. And I know my brother sent in for a kit. I didn't um, do mine, but I read his and I'm assuming, you know, we're just- Unless, you know, my mother, and never mind, I, I won't go there. But um, yeah, fascinating. Absolutely. I learned some very interesting things. So yeah, I think people are more open to that than ever before. I agree. I feel like when you learn about or when you pass down your family history, it does make a deep connection. It adds to your current life. And that is why I truly feel like in the climate that we've been in, it's almost sad, but I feel that there is a need to say that Black Americans have a history that has rarely been highlighted in an uplifting way. And I just feel like Black History Month is the time to try to do that. Black Americans, at least as of the 2020 U.S. Census, make up 14% of the U.S. population. And so carving out that one month of February is a little bit less than 10% of the year. And I feel like it's very important to use that to celebrate a culture and a group of people who endured and thrived and are still thriving. So it's it's about passing down a legacy. And that's why I said the part about family history. This is also American history, but it's about passing down a legacy of life and art and music and culture and inventors and innovators. It is not just a time to talk about the pain and it's not just about slavery it's a time to reflect on why was there such opposition to granting equal rights and civil rights to specific citizens. We want to make sure we don't repeat any of the past injustices. And it also helps us take time to really take a look at, evaluate our current landscape with an honest eye. Yeah, honest eye. Absolutely. I think when we learn as someone who is married to a black man, but I am white. So I, you know, I have some of the perspective, but certainly in my upbringing, in our history lessons, a lot of it was just 
not highlighted or, you know, some of the harder parts were glossed over. And I find when Black History Month comes around and I see, for instance, posts on social media, I have a lot of friends who post and how much I enjoy that and just how much perspective I get from learning all these things. When you talk about people coming from adversity, I mean, come on. Exactly. And I don't understand why, uh, I personally don't understand why anyone would not want to, like you kind of mentioned, add to your repertoire of knowledge. Because what we don't know, we don't know what's not highlighted and, and gets overlooked. You want to turn over some some new things and it's just a beautiful time to do that. I feel like it's another aspect of it. Black History Month is an opportunity to stop seeing any group of people as one-dimensional. Mm. Um, there was a 2019 miniseries by Ava DuVernay called When They See Us. And whether you are Black or white or Asian or Latino or Native American, I really wonder if you take a moment and you think, what do you see or what do you think when you see us, when you see Black American people, what impression do you have of Black Americans? Do you only think of struggle or poverty or pain? Do you only think of major athletes or entertainers? Do you only think of like Oprah or Michael Jackson? Or, you know, I just want people to take this time to learn even more about some of the scientists and doctors and businessmen and businesswomen and chefs and artists and astronauts and educators who have been contributing to this country as Black Americans for so many decades and centuries. And it really can be fascinating. Like I said, that's why I wanted to start with the part about our own family history and then also you know, learning about other cultures. It just expands and expands. Also for like younger people, because you mentioned, Sandy, that it's something where if you weren't exposed to it early, think about younger kids, no matter what race they are, but especially if they're young Black children, this podcast is Imagine Yourself. How do you imagine yourself doing something that was unheard of all your life? How do you imagine yourself doing things that you've never seen done before by people who fit into a certain category? If you were a person who grew up before the year 2008, you might not have been able to imagine a black president of the United States uh, or imagine any president who wasn't a white male. Right. And, you know, you think about kids of all races now, some of them don't even realize to think other, you know, you, they saw Hillary Clinton run, they saw Obama become president. They really can imagine it for themselves, no matter what ethnic group, what gender they are they can imagine that new thing. And I just, uh, I feel like there can be real harm done to all the people in our nation if we keep our eyes and our minds closed to knowledge of other cultures. Absolutely. And um, you talked about learning about your own ancestry and people are more fascinated with that. But for some reason... When we talk about other cultures, whether we're talking in this case about African-Americans or what if we're talking about learning about people in Mexico or we're learning about people in Pakistan or we're, you know, whatever, wherever, you know, name your country. Every group of people has cultures and traditions that are beautiful and they're amazing to learn about 
And they just help you in understanding people. If we're stuck in this bubble where all we see is the way we do things, the way we've always done things, and we can only see it as far as it applies to us, it's detrimental to us and it's detrimental to other people because then we look at people as weird or different or I don't understand you or why are you acting like that? And it just... It's limiting, right? It's Mm -hmm. limiting. The other thing is like no knowledge or incorrect knowledge can be devastatingly harmful. I have a personal story, and especially since we're talking about ancestors, this one's about my grandfather on my mother's side, who has since passed away. But my Grandpa Jack. Grandpa Jack, you've got a Grandpa Grandpa Jack Jack story. I love (laughs) when you pull out Grandpa Jack story. Okay. I love these grandparents. (laughs) So Grandpa Jack, I mean, and I was so blessed because he didn't even pass away till I was like 25 years old. I got to be with him a lot, but I got to listen to his stories and he was a World War II veteran. And some people don't think about that either as far as Black Americans serving in the military and helping this country the way that, that we have. But but he was a World War II vet. And he when he fought in the war, he was stationed in France. And he fought alongside Frenchmen and he learned to pray alongside them as well. Hmm. In fact, he could pray the Lord's Prayer in French until the day he died. <laughs> cool. Um, so that was a good part. Now, misinformation was an enemy that he did not expect in all of this because he told us that as he was, you know, getting to know these men in France and truly having camaraderie with them, he said that several times, and this was very, very privately, very innocently, and very honestly, he might have one of those French soldiers kind of pull him to the side and say, hey, Jack, we have heard things about American Negro people. So is it true that you all have tails? What? Tails. They're like, or is that really just a big lie? He's like, That is a very big lie. He was just astounded. He did not expect it. And remember, this was discreetly pulled to the side, like not out of a bad place, not trying to be embarrassing, but really wondering because that misinformation had spread across the water and gotten to them. And that to me is crazy. Isn't it crazy? (laughs) I can't. I have never heard that. Uh, Man. And he handled it with kindness. And he said, no, this is just a terrible thing that people have started up some mess. But that is proof of the real problem of not learning things, of not being around people who have different cultures. There are things that we do not know about other people's culture and heritage, but there are opportunities to learn more. And I feel like, let's just make that decision. And even for Black people ourselves, we can always dig in deeper and learn more about uh, the people who came before us as well and about other cultures and just in general. But I know that when we know better, we do better. And learning is, is just great. I feel that no matter what race we belong to, we can consider attending community events that are put on, especially this time of year, right around Martin Luther King's birthday as well museums. There's the African-American Museum here, the Charles Wright Museum here in uh, Michigan, in Detroit. There's webinars. There's all kinds of ways, even if it's just old-fashioned books or movies, you know, but to celebrate and to learn about Black history, Black heritage, and encourage 
racial justice and social justice and awareness, because truly, I believe some people don't even have the awareness that anything bad still goes on. No, that's true. And I think if you look at, I saw a graph, it was like a pie graph. We've obviously made some big strides. And as you said, bad things still do go on and we have a way to go, but we have come obviously significant amount of time. But if you look at United States and the portion of time where slavery did occur, and then the civil rights movement, and then, and you look all the way to like wherever it is, 1960s, and then we're just in this tiny sliver compared to all of American history where there was no equality. And I would say this to people who are listening who are um, Caucasian, who are European, remember that. And I can't imagine, you know, you're living with a background and a knowledge of what's gone on in the past in the country for most of its existence. So, and that has effects. It has ramifications. And people need to remember that. It's not that far away either. The other one is my Grandma Susie. Talk about Grandma Susie. Grandma Susie. I love Grandma Susie. (laughs) Grandma Susie's situation is where her grandmother was a slave, you know, and her grandfather was the slave owner. And a lot of people wonder about my my skin color is kind of on the lighter side, but it is because the slave owner fell in love with my grandmother, Susie's grandmother, and they had 11 kids. I have no idea how she felt about, you know, all of that, (laughs) but she was stuck in a, you know, she was stuck in that situation in that time period. And she had those 11 kids. And I've met some of those children from that, it wasn't a marriage, but from that situation. Some, you know, my Aunt Lou and Aunt Sue, who's my grandma Susie's named after, I met them when I was a little girl. They were old, you know, and and, but it's not that far away. It's not that far away. Not that far away. Even the 1960s are not that far away. Even there, some of our audience may have lived through the 1960s and 50s. So yeah, and you talk about World War II. You're yes, 1940s. Yeah, and that's my grandfather who has been. You know, it's it's not that far away. It's not that far away. I just encourage everyone to take this month and throughout the year, and just broaden our perspectives. Be able to see less one dimensionally. Make it fun too. I mean, try African or Caribbean or traditional African American foods. Patronize black businesses and restaurants and bookstores, along with museums and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be all sad. That is something that we want to make sure that we understand history and don't repeat the bad things. But there's fun parts too. I just wanted to take this episode with you, Sandy, and just make sure that people who are listening might be willing to just take it to a next level. As I said, no matter what race you are, we can always learn something more. And I did have the benefit of having all my grandparents around. I have not taken an Ancestry or 23andMe test because I was told my history on all four sides of my grandparents, you know, and going back as far as they could go back. So I know Grandpa Jack's story and the people who came before him. I know Grandma Susie's people before her and my grandmother Maud and uh, my grandpa Quincy. So I just 
want to be a good representation of everything that they had hoped for and everything that they lived for and everything that they wanted to push out. And um, just wanted to spread a little knowledge, a little love, a little extra stuff for Black History Month. Yeah, thank you. I think we need it. And even after hearing all of this, if someone did come up to you and say, why do we have to celebrate Black History Month isn't it all history? You know, what's what makes it so different? What makes it so special? What would you say? I love it because actually, even more than doing some of the things, I think, you know, we talk on Imagine Yourself podcast a lot about the way you think and the mindset. And I would just encourage anyone to have a totally different mindset on some of this as far as imagining. I mean, even as simple as imagine if you woke up tomorrow and you were Black and you start looking around because people do tend to get some gratitude when they see you know, what they consider to be themselves represented. So you start looking around and you start thinking about how do people see either Black women or Black men? And you start to look at commercials differently and you start to look at books differently. And when you walk into a room, you start to, you know, especially remember, like as I said, unless you woke up and you're a Black person, you start to walk into a room and think, Am I the only Black person here? Is anyone looking at me with a certain eye as far as positive or negative things? It's a whole aspect. And then you start to think about opening your mind to, as I said, not just looking for Black Americans in the entertainment world or the sports world or the music world, but in the sciences. That's why so many people love that movie, Hidden Figures, because it highlighted and showcased some of the Black women who were in NASA doing great things and were never known about. Never known about. I love that movie. Oh, my goodness. I mean, and literally rocket scientists. Come on. Literally. Yes. (laughs) That's the mindset that I want to think about. That's the mindset that I want people to focus on. And people who have children, especially younger children, I have had friends who, since everything that went on back with 2020 and ever since George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, they just think differently about what they're going to teach their children and what they're going to expose them to. And little simple things like if you have Barbie dolls or baby dolls, whatever, maybe have some dolls that you present to them who have different colors as well. (laughs) Yeah, Um, It's just the little things that add up to big things, in my opinion, is what I would like people to start opening their minds and hearts to, as opposed to some who have a resistance or like, well, why do we need to study, you know, Black History Month? Or why are we focusing on this? We are focusing on it because there has been such a stigma for so long. And like you mentioned, that little sliver of having some light is just too small. And we want it to grow and grow and grow and have more love and light and harmony and interest and concern about people who maybe don't look like us. That's very well put. I don't think I can add anything to that. Well, I just thank you for even asking the question. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, overall, imagine yourself opening up your mind and your heart, your ears and your eyes to people who 
come from other cultures, who have a full heritage behind them that you may not even know about or appreciate. And just embracing that element of Black History Month and then letting that spread on to celebrate other cultures as well. Thanks for listening. As always, we'd appreciate your feedback with a rating or review, or you can send us an email or connect with us on our socials. All the links in the show notes and at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. 